Okay, welcome back to the In The Huddle podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sam Gold. And I'm Chris Rotundo. And we are back. We have another review of the NFL draft. We're not going to go through the entire draft. We're going to go through some notable picks from rounds two to seven since we already did the entire first round last week. And then we're going to have some draft awards. So, you know, best pick, worst pick, sleeper draft, best draft, stuff like that. So, Chris, you ready to do it? I'm always ready to do it. All right, let's roll the intro music. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. Okay, Chris. So, let's go over round two. There has been some guys that fell to this round that we might have had going in the first round. So we're going to just go through some notable picks that we have here. Uh, Nothing crazy, but we'll start with the New York Jets. They picked Elijah Moore, wide receiver, and I was waiting for them to pick a wide receiver, and I think this was the perfect time to pick one early in the second round. Elijah Moore is a guy we like a lot, so I thought this was a solid pick for them. Yeah, I feel that the Jets, they had a really solid draft across the board. They got the quarterback they wanted. They traded up to get an offensive lineman to help protect him. And then they got a solid wide receiver who I had going in the first round in my mock draft. So the Jets, they had a great draft, I feel. Nemos is going to come down to can they develop and be really good NFL players? Because then you have a wide receiver who can line up across Corey Davis and can compliment him. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how the Jets do this season. Not expecting huge things for how young and all these rookies, but down the road, if they have a new coach now, got rid of Adam Gase. So if these players can develop, this Jets team could be interesting to watch. But as we know, with the Jets, they don't have the best history when it comes to draft yeah. picks. We can sit here and we can hype up any any player that gets drafted, but give it three years down the line, see how these rookies develop. Who who knows? They, some might be still on the team. Some might be on a different team. Some might be out of the league. That's what I was saying. You know, it was so weird hearing you be like, yeah, the Jets had a pretty solid draft. And like, I'm not disagreeing whatsoever, but it's just so weird to hear that because you always just expect the Jets had a good draft last year, too. So, you know, you always expect them just to hit and completely or swing and completely miss hopefully they don't this time because i like the guys they picked i want them to succeed in the nfl that's the thing with the draft it's every pick is a gamble whether if you have the first overall pick or yeah. the 32nd overall pick in the first round it doesn't really matter where you fall any player it just depends on the situation they go to where they go who's there it just all depends how that player is going to develop we've seen it multiple times amazing college players flop in the nfl college players that weren't projected to go in the first round and go in later rounds like Tom Brady and such. They have Hall of Fame careers. It just really all depends on who they are. It's it's just really random. Yeah, uh, it shows every single year that a draft is mostly about luck. You know, when it comes to a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you know, you got to pick him first overall. He's got a lot going for him. But just like you said, there's been plenty of people that are picked first overall that have not worked out whatsoever. And you even see it with the draft analysis people that, you know, guys like Mel Kuyper, who are one of the most renowned draft analysts of all time, he only got five people correct in the first round uh, in his guesses for his mock drafts. So that should just show you right there how unpredictable everything is and how, you know, fans don't know as much as the teams, obviously, because the teams are literally meeting with these guys and they have tons of scouts that are going on watching these people. But it just goes to show you that you're taking huge chances on even guys like Trevor Lawrence. Like you never know Trevor Lawrence might not pan out. So 
just when it comes to the draft, that's what makes it really, really interesting and uh, intriguing because now you get to see within the next one to three to four years uh, just how these guys play out. It's interesting. It's really interesting. It's always one of my favorite time of the years because football, the new season, I feel around the NFL draft is officially here. Yeah. The teams, the rosters, we kind of see who's going to be there at training camp. And now the teams have to cut it down to that 53-man roster now. And the good part about the draft is now you get that little mini wave of free agency right afterwards we're going to probably get soon. So that should be fun, too. We already got one of those guys, Alejandro Villanueva, ex-Steeler, signed with our arch-rival, the Baltimore Ravens. Wish him nothing but the best except when we play him. Hopefully TJ Watt can get seven sacks on you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the Ravens that was a good move. I, I I think I heard a lot of rumors that he was going to go to the Ravens. Regardless, but they they replaced Orlando Brown exactly. with Villanueva. Yeah, it was a it was a downgrade, but it's something that they that they wanted to do. They got another first round draft pick in it, so it it, it came with that. But you know what? You got you got a solid player. I mean, the Ravens always know what they're doing, though. Yeah, I mean. You have, a, you have a great coaching staff over there. So, yeah. listen, you got a great guy for the locker room. He's a, he's a good player. Not the best offensive lineman, but he'll be great in that locker room. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, and then a few more picks from the second round we'll go over. Um, Christian Barmore, another guy that I had going mid-first round, I'm pretty sure. And, of course, the New England Patriots get him. This was a guy, literally, that I thought was the best defensive tackle in the entire draft. And how, do, how does he... How does he fall to the Patriots every single time? How do teams let this happen? This is a good player. I don't know. I don't know, Chris. Who knows what's going to happen? The Patriots, they got they got their guy at Mac Jones. They got another defensive player. We just got to see what happens now. I should have taken a picture of my mock draft. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. My, I think, my I, think I had him computer. literally going to like the, like the Chargers or something. I had my mock draft in the computer and I didn't save it. So yeah. we're never, I'm never going to be able to see it again. You know why? This is why that sucks, but <laughs> this is why we have these names we're listing out because these are people that probably could have gone in the first round. So this is why it's notable. It's like picks. that in every NFL draft. Though. You have people that fall that were projected in the first round. Yeah. And just the way the draft falls, some people trade up, some people trade out of the first round. It's the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was about to say speaking of cookie, but I don't know why. It makes no sense. <laughs> I'm just going to move on to the next player. Just sounded right, but it has makes no sense compared to whoever I'm about to talk about. But um, Chicago Bears, they picked Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle. I actually had him going to the Bears, but in the first round. So I don't know. I guess I'll brush it off my shoulders. It was a correct pick, you know. I don't want to toot my own horn, but you know, just went around later. No big deal. <laughs> don't want to toot my own horn. <laughs> but he he did he did. I think the Bears traded up again for this guy. So this is the second trade they did. In there the first were a round. ton of moves in that second round. Yeah. So. This is a perfect pick for them. Uh, they needed a tackle. What better way to protect protect Justin Fields? This is a guy that can move around all over the place, Tevin Jenkins. So we've, we've talked about it many times with this guy. So good pick for them. We'll move on. Chris, I know you hated the Raiders draft, but I thought this was a perfect pick for them. Trevin Morig, the best safety in the draft, went to the Raiders in the second round. We thought this was another guy that could have fallen maybe late first round, maybe to the Jaguars or something. But uh, hey, Raiders secondary, it sucks. And it just got a little bit better. Yeah, he was a guy I was actually interested about seeing where he was going to fall. Because I thought he was going to be a first-round pick, but he fell right to, right to the Raiders. Even though I hate their draft simply because of that first-round pick they made. And Hey, don't they, diss Alex Leatherwood. They haven't like been the best. Hey, draft. I, I had him going to the Chiefs. The they haven't round. been the best of best drafting team in these recent years. They're so. like the Seahawks. Like th- Those two teams just know how to draft. Just know how to reach and then claim them as their own guys. But, you well, know, they could have easily gotten them in the next two rounds. Gruden would say, I want this guy because I like his personality. Because he's a scratch golfer. I'll take him this and that. But you know what? And that's why you go 8-8 eight eight every year. 
they got happens. they got the best safety in the draft. It's gonna help their secondary. I don't know. I'm still not crazy about this draft that they had. Well, yeah, I would say this is their only very solid pick out of out of the rest of their draft. But um, you know, Trevor Morick, he's there on the board. Dude, you I would have expected the Raiders to pass on them just because it's the Raiders, but you know what? They did what they actually needed to do, and that's and uh, that was probably one of the only smartest picks that they made this yeah. draft. And then we move on to uh, Los Angeles Chargers. They picked Asante Samuel Jr. I really, really wanted this guy cornerback. Um, damn, I, it just the Chargers. They had a they had a good draft. Slater and then Asante Samuel. He's from, he's from FSU, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I had him going in the first round as well. Yeah, and I was like, wow, he's kind of dropping. I hope I hope the Chiefs maybe trade up or somehow get him. And then boom, one of our rivals gets. Both of our rivals get the two best secondary players remaining in Morig and then Samuel. So that kind of just hurt to watch. Well, you don't but. really have to worry about the Raiders in that division. The the Chargers might be on the might be on the rise with Herbert. You say it every year, you know. I, say I, I will say I, mean, I will say Herbert gives them a new look where I think it could be back this time. You know, the, all the claims that they're going to make the playoffs and everything, but I'll believe it when I see it because the Chargers. They just they just know how to lose close games and in stupid ways and then just end up seven and nine, eight and eight. Occasionally they'll make the playoffs at like twelve and four and then they'll lose right away. But I don't know. I have to believe it when I see it. Listen, this Herbert Herbert at quarterback, it could bring it's gonna I feel it's gonna bring new life to that team. So we'll see what happens there. He's still very young, still has a lot to improve on and learn, but that rookie season looked very promising. Hey, they need it because they just lost a... Uh, Casey Hayward, right? Didn't he just get signed today? Hold on, let me pull this up. I haven't really checked any news as a, from as today. As a veteran presence, I believe. Yeah, the Raiders actually just signed him. <laughs> of course, he's still still in our division, so that's great. But um, yeah, they lost Hayward, so they bring in Samuel. It's perfect. All right, and then the New York Giants—they picked Aziz Oljulari, great pick, linebacker. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say. You know, people can question the Kadarius Tony pick in the first round, but they, they backed like it, it up not. with him falling right to them. So yeah, they still got another receiver and they got an edge. Although some Giants fans I know were pretty like they like Aziz because he was the best player available, but they did want the Giants to pick an offensive lineman early, and they didn't do that. So I, I, I honestly might agree. I look, I, I, I think I, I don't know if I still would pick Aziz. He's good, but. They the, need to protect Daniel Jones. The, the Giants. The defense is good already. So the, the Giants know. needed an edge rusher. They had issues getting to the quarterback last year. They did. That they was also the, needed to protect the run. That own. was their one issue on defense. We'll see what happens. I'm going on the record. I think I went on the record last week by saying this, but this week I'm going to go on the record again. If the Giants miss the playoffs, it's all on Daniel Jones. Okay. That's, That's it, it has to be it. You have... Unless there's injuries, I guess. Uh, unless there's injuries, but even if it's... Even say it's one of their offensive weapons. Say like Sterling Shepard or someone still gets hurt. They still nah, have, nah, yeah, that's they, fine. Then they still have plenty of weapons that they shouldn't miss the playoffs. That defense yeah. is playoff ready. The weapons on the offense are ready. Yeah, the offensive line is a little shaky, but you're gonna get Saquon back. It all this season all is on Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones can have a good season, they're in the playoffs. If he plays like the Daniel Jones we've seen the last two years, they're out. Is he gonna have that Josh Allen type leap this year? We'll find out. We'll, we'll see about Josh Allen leap, but yeah, we'll see. E- even a little bit of a leap would help yeah. them. All right, and then uh, the Cleveland Browns took Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, great pick, linebacker out of Notre Dame, another guy we thought could have gone in the first round easily. But Chris, you said there was medical issues. Yeah, that's why he dropped. I think Schefter re- uh, tweeted something out about it. There was medical issues that came out before the draft. I think something with his 
heart, if I'm not mistaken. I, I yeah. forget. I, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but there was something like that, and that's what caused him to drop, and teams were a little scary. We're a little scared about that, so. But the Browns, they still took him in the second round. If a player of that caliber with all that talent sitting there, you can't pass up on him. That just shows how good he is because that, you know, if it's a hard thing, that's a pretty big deal. And for him to still go in the second round, that that's a great talent right there. I know the Chiefs personally, following the Chiefs, they're not big on uh, picking guys who have those injury histories. So I could see why other teams pass up too. But you know what? The Browns are taking a risk. They don't have many holes on their team. So I think in the second round with a guy falling to this spot, this is a perfect chance to take a risk on this guy because he's a great player. Um, and then Carolina, they got themselves another wide receiver, Chris. Terrace Marshall. This was... I don't know why I didn't expect that. I thought I thought maybe they were going to stack up some more on their offensive line. In the first round, I had them trading back for a wide receiver, I remember, and you called me crazy for that. But Well, you know, I still would call you crazy if they picked one in the first round. I think they need other needs first, but, you know. I, I think if Terrace Marshall's here, though, in the second round, I do like the pick. Uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the the tweet, and Schefter said that he had a about Jeremiah Ozuwu-Koromata. I don't even know how to say koromoa he had a heart issue that came up late in the process and it was a concern for most teams, which is why he fell out of the first round to pick number 52 with Cleveland for sources. Doctors ultimately cleared, cleared him, but did not, but it did contribute to him falling. So okay. when you get, when you get something like that, like you said, it's always going to be a risk because which team is going to want to take a risk with that. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, and then Tampa Bay Buccaneers right at the end of the second round, they pick Kyle Trask quarterback. This, I saw this coming. I don't know if it was Kyle Trask or not, but they definitely need a quarterback. And for him to go into that system with all those weapons, that coach and Tom Brady mentoring him, ooh, he's in a good position. He might have a lot of pressure on him uh, once Brady retires, but as of right now, I'd be ecstatic if I were Kyle Trask. I, I would too. You get to learn behind the greatest of all time. You're in a great system with a lot of great people that are going to help you develop. But Let's not treat this like Trask is going to become the next Brady like we did with Garoppolo. We see what happened with <laughs> Garoppolo. He's going to be out of San Francisco in a few years now within drafting Trey Lance. So every player is their own. You can't expect Trask to come out and, and be some great quarterback. He was great at Florida. So we're just going to see. Is he, He's in a great system, which being yeah. getting drafted to something like this always, always boosts to have players' potential and, and their performance in the NFL. And a player of that caliber going to Tampa – with the Super Bowl team, yeah, they keep they kept everyone you're learning behind the goat. It's gonna be interesting, but I, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, Trask is gonna be the next next big thing." Until I get to see him actually play in a legit regular season yeah. game, you can't make any assumptions. What round was Garoppolo picked in? Second? I don't even remember. That was a he while was not the ago. first, so it, it's similar to that situation. Hey, that was a while Garoppolo. ago. I know we had a great uh, coaching system around him, but uh, he still went to a Super Bowl. So maybe maybe Kyle Trask's floor is a uh, Super Bowl. You never know. You never know. Only time will tell. We got to see him play in a regular season game. And who knows when that's going to be? It could be two years down the line, three years, whenever Brady decides to hang it up. Yeah, and I'm sure Kyle Trask is totally fine with that. He's got as much time as he can to prepare yep. and mentor from get mentored by Brady. So. I don't think Trask is... Trask is like, I'll, I'll sit behind he, here for four or five years. Yeah, I'll not in a rush anytime soon. I'll, I'll collect some rings just by yeah. sitting on the bench and just clapping my hands and cheering and just getting to hang out with Tom Brady. Hey, it's good enough. You're down there in Florida. It's nice weather. He yeah. could be he could be Brady's. He could be the guy that protects Brady at, the Super, at his next Super Bowl parade when he gets pissed drunk. There you go. Exactly. Um, and then round three. I only have three down here. Um, the Minnesota Vikings took Kellen Mond quarterback. Look. <laughs> 
I'm I think Minnesota fans are just ecstatic from this pick. They're like, thank God, at least the Vikings are thinking about moving on from Kirk Cousins sooner than later. I don't like Kellen Mond as a quarterback. I don't think he's one of the better ones, but you know, anything anything to guess to at least light a fire under Kirk Cousins or drive him out of there. I think Vikings fans are happy about that. Kirk's time is coming up. It's, it's coming soon. I don't see him being on the Vikings for too much longer. Yeah. They realize they're, they're, they might have one winning season with him, but it's really just going to be seven, eight wins with him. He's kind of just a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. He's he'll, he'll, he'll win you a big game here and there, but he's not going to bring you guys to a Super Bowl. Yeah, let's not waste just Jefferson's prime, please. Uh, there's a reason why Stephon Diggs got out of there as soon as he could and went to the Bills. Um, Adam Thielen, got to give it up to him. He's uh, He's been loyal, but uh, I know deep down inside, both the fans, I don't know about the players. I, I think the players do I like Kirk. I feel after but, Thielen seeing what Diggs did last year with Buffalo after getting out of Minnesota, he's like, damn. Yeah, he's like lucky. But, um, you know, everyone deep down inside knows that Kirk's not the one, and he's got to be out of there soon unless he picks up. But I don't know. Unless this Kirk, late in his career, I don't think so. Unless Kirk wants to convert to a mentor role, kind of like Alex Smith. But I don't I don't see him being that kind of type of guy. I think Kirk's still he's, he's still a starter. Like, if he if he gets traded, he, he's, on, still, he's, he's still, definitely he's still a, starter. a starter on yeah. a decent amount of teams in this league. But who knows what? Two, three years in the road? I don't know. I just don't see him as being a quarterback that, that's going to bring you to the Super Bowl, which yeah. he's, he's not. He's a, he's a quarterback that can make a playoff playoff push, playoff run, but he's not going to bring you guys to a Super Bowl or win a championship. Yeah, he's like, a, you know, a Derek Carr. Yeah. He's just what I consider to be an average NFL quarterback. Yeah. All right. Uh, And then speaking of quarterback, Houston Texans, Davis Mills. I thought this was the better pick out of the two we, uh, we just mentioned here. And... You want to say all you want, Texans had a terrible draft, but this is what they needed to do. They This is telling right here, Deshaun Watson, I don't know if he's going to play or not. I don't know if he has off-the-field issues. Davis Mills, I think I would say he's probably the sixth or seventh best quarterback in this draft, so you got to pick him here. You know, Davis Mills, don't be surprised if you see the field this season. Yeah, it's interesting with Houston. I'm pretty sure by now we all know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. He doesn't want to be in Houston and then the off-the-field issues. We still don't know what's going to happen with that. It, it, there's a lot of question marks up in the air. Because say say if everything's good and nothing happens with the off-the-field issues and he, he, he can play this NFL season, what's going to happen? Houston isn't going to want to trade him. What is he What is he going to do? God knows. I mean, the Houston Texans, we go through this almost every single week. What a mess they are. They needed to do this, though. They absolutely had to pick a quarterback. But let's just say off the, all the off-the-field issues all get settled. N- nothing comes out of that. Let's just pretend like that's not even a thing. He wants to get out of Houston, but Houston won't trade him. Watson could easily just sit out the entire year. Yeah. I, he, that's he, what Le'Veon Bell did and he, Melvin he, Gordon did in terms of their contract. So Deshaun Watson can pick that reason, and we'll see what happens. He that. Or, or Watson can just be like, you know what? You're not going to trade me. I'm just going to retire and just do that for a year and, th- and then come back. I don't know Damn, what he's going to do. Tired. He he could if he retires, he'll retire. He'll, it would basically be like I don't think he out of wants here. to really. He, I don't think he wants to go down that way. But yeah. if Houston keeps on playing hardball like this, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I would. I would collect the paychecks and just stay. But if if he really cannot leave, I don't. I don't know if I would sit honestly. I wouldn't play if I'm Deshaun Watson. You don't want to be there. What, what, I, what happens if you're Deshaun Watson? But also, like, I don't know if and, teams. And, 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 want to see that if they want Sean Watson. 
I don't I don't think it matters. It, it didn't really. Because what if another kind of crappy team is trying to get Watson, and they're like, what if they don't? What if they don't like? What if he doesn't want to play? I don't know. It's just it's a weird situation for him. I I really don't know what to say. He wants to get out of there. Houston should should grant him what he wants and let him get out of there. Houston needs to completely tear it down like they have been, even even though they're not even trying to. I mean, hey, I don't blame Houston for trying as as hard as they can to keep Watson. I mean, that's the that's the guy they that's the they, guy. they have. But they have nothing to help him anymore. You got you got rid of Hopkins and you got a, <laughs> and you got a washed up running back who, yeah, in the past he had a couple seasons that he hey, was. They got uh, Phil Lindsay though now. Not too bad. Listen, you got rid of Hopkins and you replaced <laughs> it with David Johnson and you got Philip Lindsay. Who I still I still think Philip Lindsay is good. He just got screwed over in Denver. Yeah. Who do they have? Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, Kiki Kute, Darren Fells, listen, Evan Jordan. I don't know. Listen, it's bad. It's not as bad as it sounds, but it's bad. That yeah. de- that, that defense is bad. Yeah, defense. That terrible. defense sucks. But the the offensive weapons that they have right now, say if they never made the Hopkins deal, okay? Yeah. That offense would be it would be a it would be a good offense with with Hopkins and, and Watson there. Then you're gonna do get pieces on the Always defense. Was. Yeah. So that's what happens when Bill O'Brien makes a trade and trades your trades arguably the best receiver in the league for a washed up running back. Exactly. And speaking of wide receivers, Cleveland Browns in the third round. The only reason I put this guy down is because he ran a 4-2-2. I think that's pretty notable. That ties the record with John Ross, Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver. So, uh, yeah, you lose Antonio Callaway, who, by the way, went to the Chiefs. No one knows that. I had no idea. Yeah, it's super random. But, um, yeah, you you take in Anthony Schwartz. You have a speedster, so good job for the Browns. And then round four, the New York Jets pick Michael Carter, running back. I'm kind of a little bit surprised he fell to round four, but the Jets definitely needed a running back. I thought this is a perfect uh, match. Yeah, I feel in the, the Jets. The one thing that they're that they're lacking kind of right now, we just well, they're lacking a lot of things right now. But something that they need to focus on for the future is is, is getting a solid running back. Yeah, and then uh, finally, Ian Book, quarterback to New Orleans. The only reason I put this one down is because I have heard of Ian Book, so that's somewhat notable. And then, obviously, you know, the Saints are looking for at least someone to compete as well. So I thought it's going to be interesting. I really don't know what the Saints are going to do as quarterback. Jameis Winston, maybe. Taysom Hill. I don't know, because Taysom got the nod at the start when Drew Brees was hurt. So that's it's going to be... That's why I'm saying I feel yeah. like, like Taysom is going to be the, the, game, the week one starter. He might be the starter the entire year. Sean Payton loves that guy. Yeah. And also... Uh, the Colts picked uh, Sam Ellinger, quarterback, which I forgot to write down. That's actually a really smart pick because who knows with Carson Wentz and injuries. So you got to get a young guy in there. As yeah, well. At this point, we're, we're all speculating. Is, is Wentz actually this bad or was that just a one season fluke? I don't I don't think he's actually this bad. I thought it was a no. fluke. But the half thing we have to do if you're the Colts, you, you got to think you always got to prepare. for. You don't want to, but you got to prepare for the worst. Yeah. And then finally, Chris, Mr. Relevant. Grant Stewart, linebacker, great player, uh, should have went first overall probably, and uh, can't wait for his career to boost, and uh, he's going to have a lengthy uh, Hall of Fame career. Grant Listen, Stewart. He's probably going to win a couple of rings at Tampa. Yeah, single-handedly, though. Single-handedly, yeah. yeah. Just great, greatest. He has 20 sacks. Greatest NFL player of all Eight time. He's, he's going to average 35 sacks a season. A game. What? Seven pick sixes a quarter. Okay. <laughs> we won't go too far on this. All right, we'll, we'll move on. We finally have our draft awards. We're going to go through a few awards here who we thought had uh, these different uh, superlatives, technically. So here we go. Uh, Chris, what is your best draft pick? My best draft Not pick? Not safest, what you think 
They got the best value in the best spot. The best? Uh, there's a lot of those. I mean... I know you're tempted to say Lawrence, but that uh, might uh, just be the l- safest l- l- pick. Listen, Trevor Lawrence, he was the best pick in the draft. Best player in the draft. That, that's obvious, but... I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence, but another one I'm going to say as well, I'm going to have to go the best move in the draft. I feel the Chicago Bears trading up for fields. Okay, that, That's probably the best move, I feel. And one of the best picks in the draft. Listen, you you got screwed over by trading up and you took Mitchell Trubisky. That was the dumbest move. And the Bears are saying <laughs> to themselves, we're not going to do that again. We're going to trade up this time and we're actually going to get a good quarterback. And they got fields. So kudos to the Bears. You didn't completely screw up for once. Yeah, uh, for best pick for me, you know, like I just said, I think it's whatever the best value is at the position they drafted this guy. I'm going to go with the number 13th overall pick in the first round, Rashawn Slater, to the L.A. Chargers. I thought he's a shoe in to go top 10. He's right there with Penny Sewell. A lot of people have been saying that he is has the best chance to become an all-pro lineman out of all the linemen that were drafted this year. So I definitely uh, don't disagree with that. He is a great player, has had his best game against Chase Young. Um, you know, a lot of people know that already, but um, I had him going to the Panthers eight overall. And for him to drop to a team that needs an offensive tackle this badly in the Chargers, and they were able to get Rashawn Slater, who was right up there with Sewell. Man, I think that's the best value you can get right there. And that was my that was my best pick. Chargers. Yeah. Got the offensive lineman. One of, one of the best drafts for sure. Um, and then worst pick, Chris. I have the Jaguars taking Travis Etienne, not because of the player. Etienne is just in terms of value. First of all, running back, positional value. I don't think picking a running back in the first round is smart at all, a.k.a. when the Chiefs took Edward DeLair last year. I wasn't too happy about it. Um, and then second of all, we spoke high, just so much about this last week, how mad we were and confused. The Jaguars just flat out did not need a running back at all. They had James Robinson. They could. They had so many other holes they could have You could have right taken there. literally any position. Nobody would have complained. You yeah. would have had... An A-plus draft grade for the first round, then you take a running back. So that was my but worst pick. What about I, yours? I definitely agree with that. And Sam, you're going to be happy about this. The Oakland Raiders, they really took a reach with that first round pick with you know Le- Leatherwood. I would have said Leatherwood as well, but I did have the Chiefs taking him in the first round at 31 before they made the trade and the mock there draft, so, so I can't really say too much. There were so many better players at, at that time in the draft. What do you expect, though? The Raiders... It's crazy. They're, not, they're not a good drafting team as of recently. Yeah, but I definitely don't blame you for that. Uh, when I heard Alex Leatherwood, I was so happy. Just He's, he, he was projected to be a second-round draft pick, and you take him mid-first round. So many, so many other players that you could have taken instead of that. Yeah. <sighs> Disappointed. All right, best trade. I think we can both agree on this. It's the Bears moving up to get Justin Fields yeah. at number 11. Pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty and it was a pretty good trade both sides. You know, the Bears, they got their quarterback and the Giants. They acquired more draft capital for next year. That's an interesting situation. We, 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 we fast forward a year down the road and the Giants, I think they have six draft picks in the first three rounds next year. I know it's two firsts. I think it's two thirds and two fourths or two second, two firsts, nah, two yeah, second, two thirds. They have something crazy, but I know... I know they have six picks within the first two, uh, three or four rounds, something crazy like that. So that's going to be huge for them. All right. And then, Chris, who was your best overall draft? What team? Overall draft. There are a lot of teams that had really good drafts this this time around. I feel like the Ravens had a really good draft. But ooh, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to say probably – well, this is a tough one. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. All right, that makes sense because, uh, you know. Listen, they got, they got a speedy wide receiver. 
another weapon for Tua, and then they got an edge rusher. Yeah, Jalen Phillips. Um, who else did they get? They got a oh yeah, Liam Eikenberg. The fact that they got him as their third pick. That guy, I, I actually wanted him to go to the Chiefs if they if we didn't pick up an offensive tackle before our trade. I mean, they got tight end Hunter Long. That's really good as well. Another another thing, the Dolphins if they don't make the playoffs, they got to get rid of Tua. And I, I know I, I know I usually say you got to give a quarterback well, if it's actually his fault. I, yes, but let's just I know I say you got to give a quarterback three years to see what they're truly like. Actually, but I think if they miss the playoffs, you got to give him one more year. Unless it's really his fault. This we got to see how he performs, but with this, this kind of talent around this team, there's no way you you, you can't make the playoffs. Even it's if it's such a, a young team, it's such a young team, and with Fitzpatrick and Tua splitting time, because sometimes Tua wouldn't perform, so they bring in Fitzpatrick, and they still were a game out of the playoffs. That that's insane. I would love to see the Dolphins play the Browns. I think that would be a fun game that's in like, Miami. That'd be a really fun awesome. game. Uh, speaking of Browns, I do have them as my best draft. It was really hard. It was definitely between the Dolphins, maybe the Bears or the Vikings, you know, a few of those teams, Patriots. But overall, I just picked the Browns because I think they had very few holes to begin with. And the fact that they just plugged all of them up right off the bat and they did exactly what they needed to do. And now they have a really, really good roster. I, I would give them an A+. Um, they picked Greg Newsom, one of the best corners. They needed a corner. Linebacker, uh, Jeremiah Wusukormo, we already talked about him. Obviously, Anthony Schwartz, the speedster. Um, they took some more offensive line depth, defensive tackle depth, um, some more linebackers, you know, just, just stuff they needed, and it was perfect for me. So what's going to happen with the Browns this year? Are they going to be, are the Browns going to be the Browns, or are they going to kind of have this new culture that they have going there and being a winning franchise? Oh, they're not going to be the Browns. I, look, I is a Browns thing for us to be super high on them, and then something happens. But I mean, I've never been high on the Browns until last season. Last year, yeah. But last they, I, they they can't they can't screw this up unless it's injuries. Really, really. Yeah, this, this, this is another thing. There's no way the there's no way the Browns miss the playoffs. No, no. Um, especially with this grade of a draft, they should win the North. Yeah. And then uh, worst draft, someone had to have one. A lot of people are going to say the Raiders. I think you are too. I'm not going to pick the boring answer here. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they picked their first two picks were super questionable for me. It's not that they didn't pick good players, but in terms of value and what they already have on their team, I don't know why they picked this. So they picked the linebacker Zayvon Collins in the first round. I don't think he was the second best uh, linebacker. I thought you could have picked Aziz or JOK before him. And then second of all, you picked Isaiah Simmons last year and you have Jordan Hicks. I don't really know why you're wasting it on a linebacker. I don't even think linebackers are that important to begin with. So I didn't like that pick. Then they picked another wide receiver, Rondell Moore. Yes, I get the Larry Fitzgerald and AJ Green are on their way out soon, but you still have DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk. You have young guys, Andy Isabella. I don't know if you needed to pick a wide receiver. You have other holes. It's not like the Cardinals are one of those teams like the Browns where you just got to fill up a few holes and you have a great roster. No, they have other stuff they need to fill up, like corner. They got a corner uh, after that, Marco Wilson, but no one really knows who that is, so I don't know. I just didn't really like their draft. I don't know. Yeah, Arizona is a team that I feel I, I wasn't too high in it, but I also feel that people are kind of, I feel it's a little bit of a sleeper draft as well. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too crazy about it, but I'm not going to be one of those people to say it was a terrible draft. But I'm going to go with probably the Oakland Raiders. Had a re- I think they're at the top of my list for, for bad drafts as for reasons listed before. But other there's a bunch of teams I feel have bad drafts. I think the Seattle Seahawks yeah, were another Texans. team that had a bad draft. Yeah, the Texans, even though they did get a quarterback, which is something they need with everything up in the air, they Saints. had a bad draft. Saints, yeah. There's plenty of teams. And who was the who was the other one? It was um the Rams. I don't think had a yeah such, the such, Rams such had a great a weird draft. draft. Cowboys too. Besides Parsons, kind of had a bad draft. 
So, I mean, I'm going to say the Raiders, the Texans, the Saints, and the Seahawks. Yeah. And the Rams. Hey, big five-way tie. Why yeah, not? so I think they were all at the bottom <laughs> of my of my list for biggest losers in the, for this draft. Okay. But I and feel then, this year there were, there were a lot of teams that had really solid drafts as well. Yeah. Um, but you never know. You never know. Um, and then biggest sleeper draft, Chris. What do you think? This is tough because I want to see the Cardinals, but at the same time, I'm not really. Too, the Cardinals. I'm I'm not too crazy on it, but at the same time, I'm not going to completely be like, oh, it's such a bad draft. I'm I'm kind of torn. I, I really don't know. Hmm. I look my sleeper draft. I'm going to sound really biased right now, but I actually do think it's the Chiefs. Um, no, no one's really talking about our picks. Uh, look, I'll say our second round pick, our first pick we had is Nick Bolton, linebacker. Just like the Cardinals, I don't like the positional value that you picked a linebacker as your first pick, uh, especially when you could have used it on something else. But the fact that we went Creed Humphrey, then um, Joshua Kando, uh, top, the top recruited defensive end coming out of high school, um, and he went at the end of the fourth to the Chiefs. You got Cornell Powell, yeah, yeah, the but, second wide receiver. But that's high school coming out of high school. I don't care about coming out well, of here's high the school. Thing. How's he coming out of college against, here's the thing. against better players? No, but here's the thing. It's the coaching from the college that everyone's been complaining about. It's not Kano himself. It's the it's the horrible coaching he got. So, And then you got Noah Gray, tight end. Great backup tight end for Kelsey. If it was horrible coaching, why didn't he want to leave? And why, didn't he, why didn't he transfer? Maybe he didn't even realize <laughs> what, it, what it was doing to him. I mean, he still went. He still... He was still actually projected to go earlier than the fourth round, so it's, I like that the Chiefs still picked them. We gotta see, we gotta see all these guys on the field before we can make fair, fair assessments. Because who knows? Some of the people we see had really good drafts. Looking back five years in the road, we could say, "Oh, that was a terrible draft." Yeah, but I love the Chiefs day three with Kendo. I love that we picked Noah Gray, tight end, Cornell Powell, Clemson wide receiver. He had a great year this year uh, as the second wide receiver for Trevor Lawrence. We picked him in the fifth round. Then we got Trey Smith guard in the sixth round. He was projected to go on the second day before he had some medical issues. Um, and then he fell to us in the sixth round. So just insane offensive line depth we did in the draft this year with Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. I think we did a phenomenal job in terms of that. Offensively, I think we did really good as well uh, for weapons. Um, thank God we didn't pick a running back. We could have picked a corner, but I'm pretty sure we're about to re-sign Bashad Breeland. So we're okay with that. The only questionable pick questionable pick for me is Nick Bolton as our first pick linebacker but overall I think it is still a sleeper draft yeah I mean only time will tell if this draft is going to pan out or not this is really hard to make assessments over before you even seen these guys play she's, on she's got good six good football players I'm not saying pro football players but got six good football players everyone got good football players now which is I think our value I don't know can it translate to the NFL field I think this is going to be up up there with our 2019 draft you know you're pretty high on these guys, aren't I, you? I'm pretty high, honestly. I am. Especially like, after like, watching like the film. Every fan of it. Yeah, you watch the film, they show all the highlights. I feel no, like I'd it, say most fans of their team are pretty negative when it comes to the draft. Because they have the guys they love, and then the teams never end up picking them, unless you have like an obvious top 10 pick. You know what I mean? No, I know what you mean, but I feel for the most part, most fans are usually, they usually sit there and like, oh man, I love what our team did, this and that. Sometimes. It depends who you Look, are. I didn't love what the Chiefs did last year um, with Clyde Edwards-Elair. I, I like him, but I didn't like the value. I like the, Just like I like Nick Bolton, but I don't know why we drafted him so early. I thought the Clyde pick wasn't terrible. Well, it might end up being pretty bad if Clyde doesn't catch some shit out of the backfield this year. That's that's coaching fault, but, you know, we'll see. And then lastly, Chris, biggest surprise of the draft. 
I do have to say it's Justin Fields, although I think it's the correct move for the Bears. The reason why I was so surprised is because I'd never expected in a million years for the Bears organization to actually do something smart. Yeah, this was a tough one. Like, I'm not surprised that... I mean, you know, the Jaguars getting a running back was kind of surprising. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised that the Bears ended up getting a quarterback, and I'm not surprised that a team traded up for Fields. It's just the fact that the Bears actually made a smart move and traded up for the quarterback. So I guess that's that could be a surprise. But, I mean, I'm surprised by it that it was the Bears. I honestly thought that the Patriots were going to try and make a move yeah. for, for Fields. But I'm going to say biggest surprise... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Jaguars taking mm. running, taking ETN and with their second first round draft pick. Yeah. I'm gonna say that was a surprise and that was a big letdown. I think some people um, who were really all in on the 49ers getting Mac Jones would be surprised with Trey Lance. You know, some people say it was the biggest smokescreen of the entire draft. But the 49ers even talking about getting Mac Jones and then boom, they just draft Lance. I had Lance going in my first mock draft, so I wasn't so surprised. But I've heard a few people, you know, really surprised that the 49ers actually took. Lance, so this was one of the most entertaining drafts I feel we've had in a while. Yeah, I, I I'm really starting to get into the draft every year. You know, when I was when I was younger, I was more just interested in who the Chiefs were getting, but now now I'm like really getting into it in the last you know four or five years, and it's been a lot of fun. So I definitely exciting. find myself analyzing every every team's doing now more often. Yeah. So it's gonna be fun. I'm excited for this upcoming season. Yeah, and um, that's it for our show, Chris. A uh, bit of a shorter one this time, but we still went through what we needed to do with the rest of the draft. Hopefully some more free agency news will come out for next show. But yeah, we'll see you guys next week. You can follow us on Instagram in the huddle pod and listen to us on any podcast platform. So Chris, see them next week and see you guys uh, next week. And you guys can check us out. Like Sam said, at any podcast platform. Yeah. Don't forget about Instagram. Give us a listen. Instagram. Five star review. Yes, sir. And Instagram in the huddle pod. You guys have the drill by now. You know the drill. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Later guys. See you.